Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. There is so much more in you. As a matter of fact, you have no clue the uniqueness that you bring to the table. We are rounding out the fifth of five in our series about uniqueness today and actually finding and discovering your passions and doing what you're passionate about. You know, I I hear this a lot. I hear a lot of people tell me, my goodness, I would love to do that, but I'm just not made for that. Ah, that's not what I'm good at. That's not my natural bent. That's not, you know, I was born from these circumstances. So therefore, how could I ever dream of doing that? Even though you may have developed a passion. Well, today, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about is how to discover and do your passions, even through your unique lens that you may feel might be limiting here at Shut the Should Up. We are all about helping you find freedom from the things that you tell yourself that you should or you should not do. And today we have a special co-host. Jenny Randall is not with us today, but I've got another friend that I want to introduce you to. He is from Israel Collective, um, an incredible new friend of mine this year, and you are going to love him as well. His name is Raj Nair. Y'all give a good warm welcome, Raj. Hey! What's up, Candace? Yay, we're so glad to have you here. Raj, how so are you doing, excited man? to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that off uh, camera here a little bit ago, we were talking about how you're going to be a new papa to your second, your mm-hmm. second child. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got some big plans coming up for that? Yeah, well, a uh, human. <laughs> uh, that that kind of changes things. <laughs> so I'm just getting a lot of sleep right now preparing. Yeah, yeah. Lots of sleep sounds so amazing. You know what? This is airing right around um, the new year. And I feel like people have probably either missed the opportunity for their sleep or they're regretting, you know, not getting enough or they're like, you know, forget it. I'm starting off the year. Nothing but sleep. That's all mm-hmm. I'm doing. Because I feel like it is necessary when you have a couple of kiddos to get your sleep because nobody warns you about how crazy it can get otherwise. And um, I, I think that's that, that's what kind of quote unquote turns people into parents. Like, why do you go to bed so early? It's like, okay, you have yeah. two kids and then <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You pay a price. I told my husband this morning, I said, hey, babe, no clue. I have no clue when I went to bed last night. I don't remember getting up and leaving the couch. I don't remember anything. And he goes, that's not good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. We have we have two junior high kids. So that's why though. I'm, I'm guaranteeing, guaranteeing that's why. Well, I wanted to say thank you for jumping in today and being a co-host with me and just sharing a little bit about you. Um, I would say that we kind of became accidental friends this year. I went uh, on a trip with Israel Collective, which can you just let my listeners and and Jenny and I's listeners know what is Israel Collective and what do y'all do? Great question. My wife is actually still mad at me to this day that I I don't have a better elevator pitch because uh, it's... There's like a goal that we set out to do. We've been doing this for eight years, by the okay. way. Eight years. I just got back nice. from leading my 30th trip to Israel, which is insane. We kind of wow. had like a goal, which was like, hey, we saw this like rising tide of anti-Semitism. 
a lot of people in the, mm. in the in younger people in the church didn't really understand Israel. And, and so that was the, the yeah. goal that we set out to do, if you will. But the things that God has done in and through this program is um, one, my favorite stuff. And we can get into that later, but it's, it's so much more comprehensive than just, Hey, let's take some people to the, the, the Holy land. Here's some archeological sites, bada bing, bada boom. No, no, no. Yeah. God is up to something on a biblical proportion. And I just get to sit back and watch and see the fingerprints of God all over this thing. And I do my little tiny part, but really like there is something of biblical proportions happening. It's not really answering your questions, but basically in a nutshell, we take, I hate this word, but like influential influencers uh, yeah. to, uh, to Israel to give them a, a comprehensive tour. So it's not mm -hmm. just the biblical, it's not just the current geopolitical, it's not just the fun and hummus. It's, it's, it's a comprehensive thing so that people can come back and have a more balanced, nuanced view of what's happening in Israel and able to articulate it so that when you hear, you know, anti-Semitic tropes or you hear yeah. things that like, no, that that's not right. And or, hey, let's talk about the humanity of our faith. Let's talk about the reliability of scripture. So many things that are happening through this program that it would... It would it would take me a long time to explain it all. Yeah, uh, I can attest to that because number one, you were not on my trip in April for Israel Collective. You have another friend that takes trips and you'll alternate them back and forth. But I heard that y'all just started doing that. Like you had been taking them together. The um, first 20 Josh and I led together. 20. Yeah, just the first 20. The just first the, 20. You know, those first 20 trips to Israel. Um, and then uh, I got to actually do a secondary trip with you, not too far from me being home from April. I mean, we went, it was like a quick little turnaround. Normally, I try not to do um, a 10 to 12 hour flight more than one time a year. <laughs> So I don't know how you've done this. Like, we're just going to go 30 times. But I was like, yeah, let's go. And we had a unique experience where we went to Poland, went to Auschwitz-Birkenau. We um, went to Majdanek. And then we went to the Ukraine border and got some Olim, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's just a fancy word. Um, that is Jewish people trying to make Aliyah and actually go to Israel for uh, what we would equate to immigration. But they actually get citizenship. Um, and so, I mean, we were, we were a part of this once in a lifetime experience, uh, in the middle, you know, my husband's like, okay, so there's a war going on and you're just going to go over there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because like you, I, I feel the fingerprints of God on whatever was happening, mm -hmm. um, in that region and to be able to go and to see kind of like you said, a, a biblical proportion, something's happening, mm -hmm. um, I was telling, I haven't told you this, Raj, so this is new podcast fun for us. Um, but I was telling somebody why I, I became so passionate about Israel when we went this year um, with Israel Collective and when I went back even to Poland and Ukraine and then to Israel again. Uh, I said, it's not just about the land and it's not just about the learning. I mean, I feel like I had a fire hose of education that I'm still <laughs> unraveling here at home. I probably text you what? two to three times a month or a week at some point. And I'm like, question, <laughs> help me out here. Um, but one of the things that really astounds me is knowing scripturally that Israel, specifically Jerusalem, was a place that Jesus wept over. And I don't know many other places that were biblical lands or even like lands here that we live on where Jesus stood and just wept over. At, mm -hmm. And we're given like, this is an actual place and we can go see that place and it's still here. So that was cool.
But then even you read further in Revelation and it says that he will create a new heaven and a new earth and tack it on a new Jerusalem. So I'm like, man, there's something powerful about this city. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and I started just getting jazzed up for that. But then this is what I was talking with my um, husband about the other night. I said, my mom with Alzheimer's, imagine if I was told that at a certain time that I wouldn't know about, but at a certain restaurant I could meet her at and I could have a meal with her and she would have her mind fully restored and I'd get to have her again. Wouldn't I want to show up at that restaurant every day just per chance that maybe I could see her again? Well, the cool thing about Israel is that like Mount Zion is where the Lord's going to return. It's where Jesus has promised to return. So now I, I can't get it out of me to keep on going. I'm like, if they, what would the chance be that maybe I get to see his second coming? I mean, like mm -hmm. I, you're way ahead of me. If you've been there 30 times, and you're like, my chances are better than yours. I mean, just by the rationale of it. Um, but there is something biblical in, in what's happening in this time right now and mm -hmm. why I feel like such a pull to go there. Mm -hmm. uh, but what you, what is unique about my friendship uh, with you this year is not that you gave me an opportunity that I'm indebted for and forever grateful. That's already one level that you're, you're an instant friend, right? I don't even know what to do with that. There's been such a big change in my life that I'm like, you're forever, you're forever family and brother to me, you know? Um, but then on top of it, Raj, you're a unique character that just by looking at you, and I know a lot of listeners aren't watching this, but just by looking at you, I would never suppose yeah, that guy's going to take me on a trip to Israel. Tell me why I would think that you might be unique for the job that you're groomed for right now. Well, uh, first off, I'm not Jewish. Uh, my dad's from India and my background is in wow. television hosting and producing. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no Israel in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I initially got interested in Israel for a lot of, um, I guess you could call it geopolitical reasons, kind of the the, the, the mm. stereotypical way to be interested in Israel. Hey, you see it on the news, what's going on? You, oh, that's sure. the one place in the Middle East that women have equal rights. And oh, that's the one place that, you know, blah, 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 democracy in the least. And that, and that was kind of my introduction into Israel, kind of surface level. Wow. Uh, but then everything kind of flipped because let's be honest, I, I was a kind of Christian and then I actually started really reading scripture. Wow. And Wow. Everything from Ezekiel to Isaiah to, to mm. uh, the Psalms to Deuteronomy. I mean, God's like obsessed with like mm. Jerusalem, Israel, Zion. And it's so easy for like, ah, yeah. God didn't mean any of that. He means the church now. Uh, and I think replacement yeah. theology, we can get into that later if you want. But it's, it's, just, it's just not true. I think wow. when God says something, he means it. And so to understand that like, Yes, we've been grafted into that story as Gentile believers in Yeshua, but there's a lot of pro a ton of promises, promises, promised to the Jewish people that are happening. Yeah. Right now. When I open up scripture and yeah. I open up the New York Times, I, I'm like, well, well, Ezekiel is more up to date than CNN. Like it's, <laughs> it's key things happening. There's no knock on CNN. I mean, name any news organization. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you open up this book, you, you're people watching it, this, 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 this Bible, and it's just, wow. it's just everywhere. And so for me, my transition, my, my 10 second story is I was in Hollywood in the thick of it. I was a reporter in Hollywood meeting all the most famous people in the world. And, you know, the goal of every young person now is to be famous. So here I am around all the most famous people in the world. And 
all of these people, almost without exception, once the lights go off, are miserable. So I'm like, why am I struggling mm. so hard to be you guys if you guys, you know, need pills just to get by or need some distraction? And so wow. God took me on this like really painful journey where it's like, hey, anything for your own glory is one vapid. It's going to go away and it's and it's not going to fulfill you. And so I have one tattoo. It says Soli Deo Gloria. It means to God alone be the glory to the exclusion of your own pride and self-glorification. And it was That's when, a long that, tattoo. Switch, when I, that switch really? happened where God really allowed me to understand that only glorifying him is what's going to fulfill that he brought this wow. Israel collective thing. It wasn't even called Israel collective at the time. We basically created it from scratch and allowed me and Josh to create this wild thing where it was no, it wasn't even 1% about us. If there was 1% ego in this whole thing, it would have fallen apart. It was simply pointing the next generation to the God of the Bible, to his truths and to his promises and his covenants. And so for me now it's all biblical. Like I think the geopolitical stuff is super interesting. We can talk about it. But for me, it's like, wow, we get to like witness the fulfillment of all of these impossible, Im impossible promises wow. are just happening like all the time. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some pointed personal questions because you just unloaded a whole message on us. And I said a joke in there in the middle of it and you glossed over it and my, my humor heart hurts. <laughs> like I was saying, I was saying that's a long tattoo to have. Like that's a lot of information. It's only three to letters. It's only three letters. Oh, okay. So you were expanding on the, the actual meaning of the tattoo. It doesn't say all that to the mm. exclusion, to the glory, to the <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole I mean, Wikipedia like, page, just copy and paste. It's a, yes. Hey, I, that's my next set too. I should get my Wikipedia page put on my back. That's amazing. Just one giant Wikipedia. Okay, I digress. My my people here know that I have ADHD. We're good. Here's the thing. I wanted to really ask you, when did you know that you wanted to be in the, the realm of being a reporter? Maybe um, here. Okay, so here's my commonality that I'm going to point out. You are surrounding yourself with young, famous people. Was that on your radar, whether it be before Israel Collective when you were pursuing that job or 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 even now? Like, did something inside of you as a kid go, you know what? These are the people that I need to be around and figure out what's going on in their lives and be a part of it. No, no. <laughs> um, I think wow. I got into broadcast because I think anyone who is honest with themselves, has a healthy dose of narcissism that wants to be a broadcaster or an actor or something. Yeah. And so I don't know if I was trying to, I mean, I don't know the psychology of this. Maybe I should go to therapy and figure it out. But like, I was trying to fulfill <laughs> fill some void by nameless, faceless recognition. And now everyone is just like overwhelmed with social media. I went through that process of like, like wow. 12 years ago. So like, I don't even do social media anymore. Not because I'm like against it. I'm just like, eh, I don't need it. But I, I yeah. for me, it was, I think, um, an attempt to be validated. And what's cool mm -hmm. is now that I don't need that validation, now that it's solely to glory and I couldn't care less about any random bots giving me hearts on my pages. Now, when I'm around all these famous people, I get to just show them their father and be like, hey, God loves you. And let's talk to, to you know, like, let's, wow. let's figure out what he's doing in this world, like why he's bringing you here. Like, what's, you know, like, let it, I, I truthfully just want to be a conduit. Um, to bring people to God. And it's like a wild, random job that somehow I get to like be a part of that. Okay. So 
this is where I think I'm going to draw some lines and connect some dots for our listeners, because I, I feel and hear such a big grand story that I feel like a lot of people are kind of maybe pinging back and forth going, whoa, okay, I'm just washing dishes and making sure things are picked up and laundry's done and kids are where they need to be. And you know what I mean? Like, what is God going to do with me, Mm. you know, that feels so biblical and epic Mm. in proportion to this? But what I want to show and connect the dots to is something that is absolutely remarkable. You don't, you may not be aware that you've said this, but you're saying there has to be like a healthy dose of narcissism. And what I saw was God used whatever that was in you, that was a passion of yours for broadcast, for journalism, to put you in the element of who you would be around consistently pointing to himself. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere there was this switch to say, not me, but him. Mm -hmm. And, but, but the coolest thing is that like the passion for what is actually important didn't change the fact that you've been groomed to be in a certain grouping of people to work with them and for them. Mm -hmm. And I would say if somebody's struggling right now with their uniqueness and they don't know, well, well, what do I, what am I supposed to do with my life and my passions? And, Mm -hmm. and maybe they're trying to put the cart before the horse. Maybe they're, they're really trying to figure out what am I passionate about instead of looking up around you and saying, who am I around that I'm influencing in this moment right Mm -hmm. here? Or that mm-hmm. I'm trying to take influence from. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I think a lot of people feel like, well, my passion isn't so large and big. Therefore, I'm not I'm not necessarily equipped and talented enough to do something like that. Right. But I want you to take inventory right now of this story that we're hearing from your uniqueness and how God created you. Is that it's almost like when the when the flip was switched, you can change my words if I'm not saying correctly here, but when the flip was switched and you, you said, Nope, not about me anymore. Only exclusively about the glory of God. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that had already been on the straight and narrow of where you were, wasn't added to you. Mm-hmm. It was just now funneling to a different passion, mm-hmm. a different purpose. Well, let me, let me tell you a, a quick 15 second story. So okay. all of this Israel collective stuff, right? A thousand influences. Mm-hmm. You name it, we we brought them from NFL players to the entire Christian hip hop industry to basically everyone on your Christian Spotify and, and authors in between. That sounds big and un, and, and unreachable, and frankly, it is. It's like what I don't even understand. But here's right. here's here's my story: is that when I was three and my mom was going through a crazy divorce. Some random lady, uh, some some uh, apartment complex owner or resident, not, not it wasn't even an owner, just chain smoking woman named named Linda, saw this, <laughs> saw this divorced mom, single mom in yep. Palmdale, California, who you know was was kind of suicidal, and, mm. and 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 took her under wing and gave her the gospel and 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 wow. loved her when this like single mom in Palmdale, California, been to Palmdale, it's, there's not much happening, and and just loved on her and 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 did what god put in front of her and the only reason that israel collective exists is because that chain smoking woman named linda gave that single mom her time and her effort and, and her love that now that the gospel wow. flows through her and israel collective is, is is a direct result of some extremely um humble no no spotlight interaction so to me when you're when you're asking that question about how do i make that ultimate impact it's 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 less about finding the impact and more about letting God 
change your heart to be ready for when that small, seemingly small or huge impact comes. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's more about, all right, God, like, let me break open my chest cavity and, and you do your work so that when that opportunity comes, even if it's small, even if I'm talking to some single mom with a three-year-old in the middle of the desert in mm -hmm. California, I will be ready because you've done the work in me first. Then, hey, if you have some platform or you're the next senator from Louisiana, that's great. But if not, and you're just some person at a, at a diner, dude, you can change the, the, fl the flipping, 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 flipping planet by having a conversation. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's come it, on in God's economy. It's 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 these little seeds that, that change the world. It's the obedience to where God has you in that moment. So who cares if it gets a million likes on Facebook? Who cares if you're right. famous for, for a blip in the, in, the, in the radar? Who cares if you're rubbing shoulders with people that don't, aren't going to remember your names? That means nothing. Mm. Well, all that matters is what's done for the kingdom of God and where God has you. And what God needs you to be is more about you letting God wreck your soul so that he can align it with himself than you going and searching for an, an impact. The impact will come when you let God do his thing inside of you first. My goodness. I feel like everybody just needs to just stop right now, pause listening, go back and just re-listen again. Like go back like about three minutes, listen to that whole thing again. Like do that like maybe four or five times for today. And realize this, I mean, as we're rounding out and closing out today's episode and, and this entire five mini series about finding your passions and pursuing those over performance, I don't feel like there's more of a fitting guest that we could have had for this moment. And here's why. What you've pointed to us is really what I think most people struggle with, especially in the Western culture, evangelical church. It's an idea that only platform brings the actual blessing of the Lord or favor of the Lord or anointing of the Lord. And you're saying, uh, uh, this chain smoker, Linda brought about the kingdom. This is her, her uniqueness and who she was. It, it was coupled with obedience and it was fueled by a passion. And I just want to remind our listeners today, it really doesn't matter your makeup. You're you for a reason that God has. Like we're all so different and vastly different in our ways that we perceive the world around us, accept the world around us in our environment that we were grown into. And the only thing that matters out of all these five episodes is that our passion is for the one, the one thing that really matters. I mean, when this life is over, which is just a, a quick snap, it's a fleeting vapor, a mist as scripture des describes it. What are you really going to be happy about being passionate about? Everything else just needs to just fall. You know what I mean? Like put, put your measurements against that today. And if you feel like I'm a stumbling block because I'm not this, or I'm not that, or I'll never be, or I don't have these tools. And did you know that we've got as much time as God gives us to keep expanding our knowledge and growing? I mean, like that is one of the greatest gifts that we have is that God with us, God helping us. We can really do anything for the kingdom. And the most important passion we could have is for his kingdom. Come on. And I would say maybe add Israel on there as well. So that's, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, once you go, you got to go. All right. Um, man, maybe some people want to connect with you. Where can they find you, Raj? Maybe where, where do you want to point them to? Because here's the deal. I don't hear a guy saying, go buy my book. Come follow me on social media. You're not even there. So point us to where you want us to go. 
Oh, he's holding up his Bible. <laughs> my, my ultimate passion is to give Gosh. people a renewed joy for scripture. You know, having taken so many young folks to Israel the yeah. and Christian leaders, might I add, mm. the thing that breaks breaks my heart is the lack of, of biblical knowledge, the lack of under, of knowing the Bible. Because Here's the thing. There are some weird parts in scripture. There are some parts where you're like, what? what? Like, or, or worse, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yo, what is happening? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are uh, <laughs> Genesis 37. Just <laughs> go read that. Go read that. And then you're going to be like, yeah. And, and skin diseases. And you're like, uh, <laughs> wait, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There, I, people will say, is the word of God inerrant? Yeah, I, I believe that. But I, I would say it's all intentional. Like God has put everything Ooh. in there for Ooh. a reason. And so if you don't understand what's going on, I encourage you to, to break open um, commentary, to ask people, because wow. I, Paul says, be able to give a defense for the faith that you profess. If someone says, okay, well, what's going on in Second Kings? You're like, yo, I've never read that. Here's the thing. Here's the best way I can describe it. Wrapping this whole thing up with Israel and the Bible and Christians. And sometimes I think 99% of the time when we're reading scripture and we're in Israel and there's all this geopolitical stuff swirling, it's like looking at the back of a tapestry and you're like, what is that? There's strings over here. There's no color. Mm -hmm. it, it, ew, like that, That's a weird color. God, I wouldn't have picked that color. There's blue right. color mixed with red color. Like, okay, that's obviously contrasting like this just gross tapestry. And then every once right. in a while, God's like, come here, son, come here, daughter. And he'll flip the tapestry around for just just a minute, and then you'll be like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa!" I have to tell yeah. everyone about this, and then it flips back over, and then you have to explain, okay, why is the red string? Listen, I don't. I'm not going to be the the person that that, that that or anyone that that I sex the Bible for you perfectly. That, that but mm. I'm telling you that when Scripture says it's alive and active, I'm, yep. I think God means it. When every word of, the, of of Scripture is flawless, I think God means it. The Word became flesh, right? So like. Yeah. For us, I think my biggest thing is yes, I can point you to my Instagram, but I have like I don't do anything on it. I can point you. <laughs> I, I will point to the Israel Collective and Christians United for Israel. Tufi.org, yeah. IsraelCollective.org. Go to all those websites. Uh, check it out. Our YouTube page. We we do a lot of videos that you can maybe help you educate, uh, help educate you on certain things. So again, Kufi.org, IsraelCollective.org, Israel Collective's yep. YouTube page. Go check that out. But personally, if I can get you to, if I can even one percent encourage you. To just crack open scripture, not just stick in Psalms, not just stick in, mm. in, the, in, the, in the Gospels, but comprehensively, right? Ruth and Boaz, his, his kinsman's yep. redeemer. That's that's part of our story. When Jesus returns in, in the book of Revelation, he's not called yep. the Christian Savior of the Baptist world. He's called the Lion of the tribe Ooh. of Judah. We need to understand this stuff, and then it'll make your, your faith so much more tangible, human, real, so that you you, you stand like a, a more excitable foundational place to talk about your faith so not to sound super christiany but read your read your bible <laughs> i love it and you have no clue literally you have zero clue that um three days before we recorded this episode uh jenny and i were planning out the next five that we're going to lead our listeners through and we're going to tackle biblical literacy in the next five like you're we end cap this series and we're jumping into that one next week so you had no clue that's like holy spirit just saying hey get ready <laughs> pull up your learning britches you're going to be learning some stuff in this next five but i'm telling you that 
that means that God is up to something big about helping us find that freedom from all the things that we should already know that we shouldn't know, um, that we should be doing. Listen, if there is anything that you should be doing, it's just being faithful to being a reader and a consumer of the whole from Genesis to maps Bible. You know what I mean? Like all of it, all of it. Um, Raj, I can't tell you enough. Thank you for taking some time. I know time is precious with littles. So thank you. And thank you for being yourself. And thank you for being a brother friend of mine that, gosh, I'm just so honored to be able to introduce you to the rest of the world that follows along with us, because uh, it's pretty remarkable uh, what you do and who you are. It's been it's been my pleasure, and like you said, you're your family, uh, and so just uh, anytime I get to hang out with you is is a, is a joy. Same Z's. All right, all the show notes will have where to find kufi.org, Israel Collective. All the links they're going to be linked out in the show notes for today's episode. So make sure you go back and you visit that. You're going to want to find those links. Follow along. Make sure you'll see Raj there. Like he's going to be there. He does some of that biblical teaching and you're going to find an interest there as well. And for any of you that feel like you could just leave a review, five stars is the absolute greatest for getting us momentum and more listeners and more people being able to find freedom from the things that they tell themselves they should or should not do. Until next time, everybody, we want to equip you and encourage you to kick your should to the curb. Bye, everyone. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.